Hey guys, welcome in. It's the 35th point two. Tyler, stop wasting their time. Give them part two. Tom M. Always doubt season. Give it to them. That, ah! That's right, baby. It's part two of Tom M. AKA It's Always Doubt season. Listen now. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Stay safe, stay healthy. And raise hell and praise Dale. All right, yeah, bye. <laughs> We're back. Um, hey. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we, what we always say, I always keep this in, but when we do interviews and we like bring people on, we, I hate personally myself to like have the interviewee fit into the mold of like what we do because just from basic interviewing, it's never going to be like a true interview. But when someone, I always say like, go nuts, talk about whatever you want to say, like, this is your time. It always comes out a little bit better, and we've it's always had, my time. Don't you know who I am? Well, there, that's that's <laughs> kind of why. So it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Um. So like that's that's our whole thing. Um. If we have like homebrewers and things like that, like we have a lot of questions about like brewing beer and the science and this and that, or like they're big fans of the community. Like, there's all like questions that we have kind of like either written out or Jeff and I can play off each other really well. But like with you, we've already met you. We know that A, you can talk yeah, for sorry. eight sorry. hours. Yeah. <laughs> Trust so, me, I don't shut up. So <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's like Joe Rogan length four hour podcast, but which I mean, it's fine. I like to talk too. Um, and two, it's, it's like, you know, there's a huge whole story behind the It's Always Style season that people know of, but people don't really like know know of like you like you're like the nicest heel on social media i think probably ever I'm so chris i'm chris jericho yeah basically yeah. I'm chris jericho he plays a heel on tv he loves playing a heel but if you've ever met chris jericho unless you don't get on his bad side chris is probably one of the most humbling human beings you'll ever meet he will do if anything for you he's donated so much he's he held he's helped fallen brothers in the industry he's he's a renaissance man in the industry because he's not just a wrestler he's a musician he's but his band is ass tom listen (laughs) judas is an amazing song no lyrics judas is an amazing song i don't like chris jericho because he he um Oh my god! I just had I just had a major break. AJ he beats AJ Styles one too many times, and I got pissed. Um, so I'm they had a- they had the the few times I watch wrestling, they had they built up like a rivalry between the two. And I'm a huge AJ Styles fan, as far as as huge as you, I can be. The and phenomenal, the phenomenal. He is phenomenal. One. He's the phenomenal one. Now we lost. And- now we lost all the listeners. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, Tom, what are your thoughts on wrestling like with no crowd? Um, it's weird. It's, it's, yeah. it's very weird. Um, WrestleMania was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm 40, and I still take WrestleMania off every year. Um, sure. Often, I sit there in pre-show, and I'll watch it, and I'll watch all seven hours of it. So it was nice to have it a two-day event this year because um, it was very just, wow, you could stay within – being a wrestling fan, you could stay awake and be really into the matches. Sure. Uh, I don't watch Raw and AEW and NXT that much right now because the crowd is what makes the show. Right. It's sure. weird 
because they're they're not they're wrestling for a TV audience that's giving them no reaction. And the best wrestling matches is when the crowd participates and makes the wrestlers do what the crowd wants. Um, right. I, yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of interviews with wrestlers where they said a lot of some of those most historic moments that even the layman knows about or were moments that weren't talked about before, but came out of the, me- the moment, like what the crowd, they always say oh, that. They always yeah. say it's always the crowd. It's always the crowd. The best like uh, performers, whether it be like Cena or The Rock, as far as crowd pleasers, mm-hmm. have always said like, it's always been the crowd. So I can't imagine like The Rock doing his classic um, roasts of another wrestler with no crowd around. That's so weird. Well, correct, <laughs> because he goes, and millions. There's no reply. <laughs> no, Steve Austin, what? Yes. There is no reply, you know? Yes. The yes the, chant. The yes chant. There is no yes I chant. I was just going to say that. Well, that and... There's nothing. The Stone Cold Steve Austin, more beer, more whiskey, more tequila, is probably the yeah. best, like, st- like, wrestler to crowd interaction I've ever seen. I wish I was there for that. I was just too young to, like, realize it, but just being like, more beer, what? what? More yeah. tequila, more... I laughed my ass off it's just so funny and the way he controls the crowd is so amazing and that's that's why he is a superstar and that's yeah. why we're a lot of these guys now they don't know how to play the crowd and they definitely don't so it's it is a wrestling it's more of a pure wrestling match for a wrestling match which is great wrestlemania right. i did get through it was a little weird but once you got through it um the two like cinema matches the boneyard match and the fire firefly funhouse match were very well done. I think the Boneyard match was great, and unfortunately, and fortunately, probably put five more years on the Undertaker's career, which he should have retired three years ago. <laughs> oh my God! But he's never going to die. He, no, he is still walking from the stage onto the ring. We're still <laughs> waiting for him to make it. Listen, <laughs> how old were you when the Undertaker debuted? <laughs> I don't know when did he debut. It's just perpetual. He's never actually debuted. He's just always been around. He's never. Yeah, he's die. always been. He, yeah. He's always just going to come back up. He did in 1991. I was not in Hartford, Connecticut. Really? I wasn't alive. At the Survivor Series. <laughs> no way. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I was 11. <laughs> but to bring it to beer, kind of, have you had the... called the IPA? Yeah, have you had that? I had it at Micro. Actually, it was not my last beer post uh, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did have it at Micro that night to try mm-hmm. it because he's always talked about it. And yeah. uh, for what it is, it's a super crushable IPA. Like, I drank it. I go, yeah, you could put seven down and not even flinch. What Stone Cold would have wanted. Exactly. You, <laughs> you it's not going to be the popular one. It's not going to be the right. one. It's a gimmick beer because it's got mm-hmm. his name on it. Right. You know, Smoky Skull Ranch IPA made by El Segunda Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell I like, listen to the podcast, his podcast a lot because he posts uh, plugs in a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I tried it and I was like, yeah, got a little hop, a little watery, crushable. I mean, yeah, it's a hype. I think it's 6.2%. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, it's a crush beer. Wow. It's not going to be that. It, people are just going to buy it because it's so cool to see the name on it. But yeah. it's not going to be one of those, oh my God, you have to have it because it's really good. No, and that's what I figured too. It's not going to be like a like Galaxy Citra perfectly balanced with like a nice yeast pitch that is a 1.012 final gravity. Like, no, it's like never going to be like that. It's something that like you want to take two of, open, 
smash over your head and then pour it out. And that's, that's kind of what I'm, (laughs) that's the avenue I figured. I'm still waiting for that moment uh, to do. I I almost did it. When did I almost do it? (laughs) I almost did it during quarantine for something. I was going to do it. Oh, when everyone was doing uh, chug pours, they were tagging everyone right in the beginning for chug pours. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't really want to do this. And then I almost did. Should have. Took two stouts, smashed them together, <laughs> and the shit out of them, and said, "Excuse me, we don't do this with this shit, those shitty beers." But I was, just oh. like, but I was, yeah. but the funny thing is, I was still working, so it was in the <laughs> middle of the work week, and I go, "I'm not doing this in the middle of the work week." Yeah, um, but yeah, it's you know, it, yeah, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling's fun. You know, like I said, I don't watch much. I'm a big NXT fan. Uh, I like watching AEW. Mike Tyson's now going to probably fight Chris Jericho. If spoiler, spoiler. I'm alert. sorry. What Mike Tyson's gonna fight Chris Jericho? Did you miss that? No, I've I've seen Mike Tyson's training videos, and nothing about that shows so that Mike, he can do he could do anything restrained. So now this he is the wrestling podcast portion of the show. Yeah. Oh, um, did, <laughs> well, <laughs> nobody listens this far into the fucking. Yeah, podcast. no one does. <laughs> um, it's fine. Mike Tyson was at the pay per view. He was special guest, whatever. For he was there for special like enforcer special guest for their the tnt championship mm-hmm. sure. and so apparently they signed him for a few appearances and him and jericho have a beef from years ago <laughs> um this is when he was in wwe not like a real beef but um, right jericho did uh you know the jericho highlight reel and he was a guest on the jericho highlight reel and Tyson ended up punching out Jericho. Not for real, a working punch. But Jericho always talks about it because this is when Mike Tyson was still literally, I don't care who the fuck you are. He hits you with one shot, you go down. You're done. You're done. I'm scared of him. Still one of the scariest bands in the world. Yep. And um, he had to throw a working punch. Well, Tyson's never really thrown a working punch in his life. No. Why would he do that? Jericho was so – he talks about on his podcast, he was so scared to death going into there because he knew it. Because if he just even slightly connected, Jericho goes, I'm dead. I'm going down. Yeah. So he didn't – he missed him. He missed him by, like, millimeters. Perfect working punch. Jericho goes down. And Jericho always talks about it. So now he's been building up where Tyson knocked out Jericho years ago. And now Jericho wants revenge. So I guess I saw a few highlights from last night's show that mm. they were literally all both in the ring and like Jericho sucker punched Tyson. And then everyone just jumps in the middle of the ring and tries to separate him. And Tyson like tries to rip off his shirt. And now I'm like, oh, here we go. Jericho <laughs> versus Tyson to get some more media strain that Tyson's going to be in a wrestling match. So Have you guys awesome. seen Tyson's training footage? He oh, yeah. Recently? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. That a man at his age who, who has been purposely removed from boxing, like he removed himself from any of that because he was – I heard that he was just like really uh, fed up with what he became, ideology yeah. and, and psychologically yeah. too, um, comes back, gets ripped, and he's – it's like riding a fucking bike for him. I would oh, never yeah. – even, even if it was staged and it was like, you know, wrestling where you, you have to throw the working punch and like – you're you're pretty safe. I would still never do such a thing with him because well, I I would die. I would literally die because oh, I'm not I'm small. But here's 
here's the thing. This is when you guys weren't even born. Mm-hmm. Um, you know George Foreman, correct? Because yes. of, of course, Foreman. George Foreman Grill, and his seven sons that are all named George Foreman, of course. It, his seven <laughs> sons, really? Yes, because yeah. he got knocked in the head too many times. He just named them all George. George and Georgina. Can't yes. forget yeah. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Names. That's no joke. Yes. Um, so George Foreman, at the age of 45, came out of retirement and became the heavyweight champion of the world. Legit <laughs> knocked out Michael Moore. Legit knocked out a 28 year old. Because George Foreman threw bombs. Yeah. If you're really into boxing, when boxing was huge back in the 70s, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Rocky Marciano, Rocky Marciano, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, I know all these names and I don't follow boxing. That's how big it well, was. Well, yeah, because you watch Coming to America. That's all the reason why you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Marciano. Oh, Rocky Marciano. He did beat Joe <laughs> Lewis's ass. Um, but uh, George Foreman just threw bombs like literally like i don't care who you are the biggest man and he just threw bombs and even at the age of 45 he still threw bombs he may not be the quickest he may be covered up a lot he looked bad but if he connected with you you were going down and he connected michael moore with uh two shots and just the guy went even if it was stage even if it was the fix was in the guy went back his eyes rolled in his head he counted him out and at 45 he became the heavyweight champion of the world you That's know, what it looks like for Tyson right now. I don't Tyson, know if he plans on boxing. 50-something. He's talked about it. He's 52, I think. Yeah, but I don't know who's – I mean, there was a – I saw what on ESPN that uh, Tyson Fury, they contacted – Tyson Fury contacted Tyson to – or no, I'm sorry. Tyson contacted Tyson Fury. One of the two sides contacted <laughs> each other, and the other side did not reply at all. I mean, Tyson Fury is named after, actually, after Mike Tyson, apparently. So. I would be shocked if Tyson Fury, like, ignored Mike Tyson. That sounds like a thing where Tyson Fury calls Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson's like, who the fuck is this guy? I don't know, but they, just, they, <laughs> they were talking about maybe putting in a match together when he was starting to train and stuff, and the two sides have not really talked to each other. But who knows? I mean, Tyson Fury is, you know, he's charismatic, and honestly, that's all the boxing world needs right now is, like, it's it's that showmanship. Like look at Muhammad Ali, and Muhammad yeah. Ali was a showman. You know, the greatest of all time, um, oh, yeah. because he put on a show in the ring. You know, and it, then he became an icon mm-hmm. for just the American people for yeah. what he is and what he stood for. Even though the stuff in the seventies, and I hate to say the stuff that you're seeing now, we're gonna look back and be like, wow, this is a pioneer. Because right now, Muhammad Ali's got shit. Or he changed his name from Cassius Play right. to Muhammad Ali, right. you know, because he didn't want it. You know, he, he was going to, you know, he was pronouncing his faith to the nation of Islam. So he changed his name and they were like, what the hell is this? And this and that. And they, people hated him for it. Sure. But the man could box. Oh, and, yeah. and you forget all about it. Winning forget, makes you forget things. Correct. And then he just proceeded to be this peacekeeper. And when he got older and, you know, in the eighties. And then he was the torch in the summer Olympics in 94. He uh, was the person that lit the torch. What do you mean? Oh, uh, you were what too? Well, no, I, I remember watching the videos and even at that point, I mean like, <laughs> I his, remember watching the videos. I watched the clips and like his body was just so like, he was starting that decline at that point where like he could barely hold up the torch. Well, he had, um, he has, uh, he had Parkinson's. I know. That's why I said, oh, because it's like, man, he like, yeah. well, I watched some old clips. My dad's a huge Muhammad Ali fan. 
Oh, and we have that. We had that photo framed of him, like with the famous photo. Um, yes. So just like watching the clips and just watching him at like basically our age, like young twenties, just dominate people who were bigger than him, like just would hit harder. But Muhammad just knew how to finesse. And then just seeing him in like '94, this like you know just guy who was just shaking, laying the torch. Like it's, it's horrible to see. And then obviously he passed, and you know it was just shocking. But just the fact that we were able to watch it, I mean, it's it's amazing. And I wish there was something like that that would be brought into the boxing world now or something similar. But boxing, I, boxing is still. I mean, look at Floyd Mayweather, Money Mayweather. He's make he'll make hand over fist over everything. They still make a ton of money because oh yeah, they charge so much for a ticket. Pay per view buys are so sponsors much sponsors and all that um, bullshit. But yeah. boxing isn't the same anymore. I mean, I grew no. up you know, like my dad's not a big sports fan, but boxing was the only thing that he watched. So those yep. only sports he got to watch with my dad. So I watched a lot of boxing with him. And it was great. And it was the showmanship and the boxing and the battles of people. And they would just beat the shit out of each other. (laughs) And then, of course, the Rocky movies really got you into boxing. And that was storytelling and stuff like that. And now you have UFC that's kind of taken over. But there's so many UFC fighters. And there's really no storytelling. And the ones that can tell a story, like wrestling, are the ones that really are the popular ones. The Brock Lesnar's, which is a wrestler, you know. Or the, Conor uh, McGregor, because he's a personality everyone you know, can get behind, or not. You know, was it Triple G and from back in the day? Oh, and, yeah. Um, you know, then you look at the old, like, uh, what, Tank Abbott and uh, what's um, – oh, God. See, I'm not a big USC fan, and I can't remember. But these are all the guys that actually crossed over to wrestling because they were charismatic. <laughs> right. But, you know, and, that, and that's why people gravitate towards that. And then they did the Ultimate Fighter where they learned about these fighters and they got to know them and stuff too. Yeah. So on that note too, I guess I'll kind of tie it into beer. This is my um, podcasting expertise, but when <laughs> it's stupid, it's a small segway. segue. It's a good segue. So as far as like people that might not like embrace the stout season, like have you ever tried to develop wrestle them? Have you ever tried to wrestle the people who don't embrace let, it? Let me finish. Oh, sorry. Yes, I thought I that's where I've done sumo slam and I've actually <laughs> done. <yeah. laughs> but has, has anyone like, have you started to like try and build a relationship and some breweries, we don't need to name names, but have they been like, no, like we don't want to associate with you. Like, ha- have you gotten that sort of like pushback, like that pushback that like, we don't want like this, this association, Again, don't have to name names. If you do, it'd be really cool. It'd be a great headline grab, and we would post this like. You can put a headline grab, and I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I I don't say anything that doesn't put in public. Um, No breweries have actually ever come to me and said, Tom, I don't want to be anything to do with you. It's it's not the beer world. Right. No, it's not the community this is. We're trying to find the one, like the the one group. How do you not know that then you guys don't do your homework? I do a little bit of homework. You're supposed to do your homework before you interview again. <laughs> Tom, Tom, readings for nerds. We already established that. Gotcha. And it's on tape. <laughs> you should know the two breweries I do not associate with in this Connecticut beer. In this oh. Connecticut beer See, I had, I had in my back pocket, I think your first beer was in 2013. I remembered that. But I don't. 14, 13, Damn whatever. It. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, can you say what, what the two. It? <laughs> what? It's, so what it's, it? it's maple it's maple it's maple Eric. um okay wait what are the two i i couldn't look this i couldn't find this trust me like i've been following the beer scene for about almost two years now one's a very popular brewery and the other one 
has been around for a long time. Two roads and hooker. No, what two roads? Why would two roads? I go to every two roads event and everything. Like I love two roads. Two shot roads, shot in the dark. I don't people know. people don't understand. Like people piss on two roads all the time. They're like, yeah, they don't make that great beer because they don't make the sexy beer. And I go, guess what? If two roads didn't exist, your oh. favorite beer wouldn't exist. Yeah, I absolutely. It's true. That. I go and I dare. I go. I dare anybody pre-COVID um, to go to any one of their events and not have a good time. I dare you. I've been to Oktoberfest like four or five times. Love it. Exactly. I've been to Oktoberfest. I, I usually go to both it's days Oktoberfest. Uh, we Fucking love missed, No Limits. We just missed Gathering of the Vines. Gathering uh. to be this weekend or last weekend. Gathering of the Vines is awesome, especially when they shut down and we stay until three in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I've been to the last five Igor's days, which that was supposed to be the first day I met you guys because I couldn't make it over to 12%. because I, I know. And you guys left and I had to go to work. And you yep. guys came over to Igor's. Um, no, Two Roads, it, it, people poo-poo Two Roads on their beer. And I'm like, I don't, you know what? It might not be the sexiest. I like, you see people love, you know, Igor's is really good. Is it the best out in the world? No. Is it tradition? Yes. Um, you know, it, do they do well for the community? Of course. Is the brewery, is the brewery always packed? I went on a weekend one time just randomly. I was on 95, and I'm like, oh, I'll stop in two roads. I walked in, there's 450 people in there. And I go, yeah. did I miss an event on my calendar? And Teddy, the taproom manager, was like, no, this is just a regular day. And I'm like, yeah. It's a zoo. All right, but what are the two? Can, can you say the two or have to guess? You have to guess. Ooh, one's a I mean, everyone one. is screaming at you right now that I said yeah. this. Yeah. Wow, fuck. I don't even know. I mean... I mean, if they one brewery knows, and the other brewery probably doesn't give two shits. Hmm. Alvarium. Yes, Alvarium, who I spend probably every week at (laughs) and sell my t-shirts. Yes. I mean, most of probably the people that work there hate me, but no. (laughs) Okay. Off off hand, I know I'm like we're. I'm a big half full fan. I have I have a log of half full literally right there. No. Really? I, I could have never tell that the this podcast is a half full fan. <laughs> huh. I was waiting for the half full plug somewhere in this podcast. Or is that I'm the surprise we haven't I thought you did I thought you said you didn't listen though. I don't listen. It's called your Instagram because yeah, I yeah. do my homework. Well, okay. So <laughs> the story behind that, I mean like when so this is still like ten months in it. We're still we're still relatively new. We only know like a handful of breweries and stuff like that, but it was like November and Half will reach out. They're like, "Hey, we're releasing a new New England IPA Beacon," and I was like, first off, I was like, "Hold on, do you have the right account?" And then B, I was like, "Are you sure you want to send it?" And they're like, "Yeah, we want to send it to you." I was like, "What?" I was like, "What?" Like, I don't have to. Like, I can pay you. And they're like, "No, no, it's fine." Like, we just promote it. I was like, "What?" I was like, "This is weird." Well, first of all, that was your first mistake. They said we could pay you. No, 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 I, I, it's, it's, it's for the, it's for the content. They didn't actually say that. Um, but we no, did not, we, we did no, there was no money exchange. No, essentially, essentially they were like, Hey, we're coming out with this new IPA. We're going to send you some, can you promote it? I was like, absolutely. This is awesome. And the beer is actually really good. It was a good hazy IPA. I got a log of it. I love mm. it so much. And, um, yeah, so I, we interviewed them back in February and just had more of them. And they, they're just like a really good, great good group of people and make beer that's very approachable for every single demographic. So that's why they do such a great job in downtown Sanford. So anyway, um, so not half full. 
Damn. No, I mean, a half full is one of those breweries I wish that they've been around. They're the first, like, 20 that were out there. Yeah. Really. In a wrestling term, broken through that glass ceiling, uh, glass ceiling uh, grabbed that, those brass rings. They're still there. They're still Fairfield County. Right. Um, they haven't pushed past where they're on draft in New Haven. I always say, if you're not in New Haven County and people don't know you in New Haven County, you're not known. Is Fairfield County a huge demographic? Yes. I just, there's something with them. And granted, I've known them for a while. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Ken uh, is a huge fan of them and he's done a lot with them. And he, with his uprising, they've used each other to get, you know, known. But they just haven't crossed that barrier yet to be like, wow, I want a half full. I'm thinking a half full. Where mm -hmm. all these other breweries, where Alvarium's been around for two, three years now, and they're known. Back East has been around forever, but Back East was around that same time where they had four beers. They had Misty Mountain, Porter, Golden Ale, and does ice cream man count in that or no no this is pre this is pre everything um oh. misty mountain golden ale porter <clears throat> oh and i think they're seasonal and i think that was it and mm. I'm, I'm probably missing one beer and i can't remember what it is that was their four beers and they're good they're solid back east mm -hmm. porter has won so many bronze silver and gold medals yeah it's the, probably the best traditional porter you're ever going to get People are like, Fox Farm's better. I go, Fox Farm's not a traditional porter. It's a bold, awesome, tasty porter. But if you want a traditional porter, you drink that. And you could drink 10 back east porters. It's awesome. Tony, one of the nicest guys in the business. Tony and Tom from, Tommy from Outer Light, two people that I would die for. Mm -hmm. I put that on the record a thousand times. <laughs> They're, they will do anything for me. They've done everything for me. And, but Tony realized that he had to start getting in a game where – all these bigger IPAs were coming out. So he came out with Palette Mallet. Totally different. Very G-Bot, piney, double IPA. People were like, what's that from back east? Kind of got him on the map. And then ice cream. And then he did, he did Ricoutra, 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 And then Ice Cream Man came out. And then when Ice Cream Man came out, whenever was doing the citrus, because he got the citrus contract, boom. And they're like, oh, my God, back east, back east, back east. And I'm like, back east is baking great beer for years. It was just all the standard drinkers. And then that's when it kind of blew up for them with that. Half Full hasn't had that blow-up beer yet. Like, yeah. what is, like, me, honestly, their best beer was Rise and Shine, and they turn it into a coffee drink, not a beer anymore. They're still Correct? doing Rise and Shine, but they're, they're doing uh, a hard coffee version. So I think think rise and shine is seasonal because i was actually able to try that too and i really loved it i was like wow this is really good um i was able to have the hard coffee probably two three weeks ago and it just it's very different um the hard coffee if you told me it was like an oatmeal stout like a dry stout um i would i would believe it and it wouldn't be like a hard coffee yeah um, i just yeah i just don't know like they they've gone different directions and i'm like i think the to me rise and shine was always a great beer i first had it i remember i went down there with uh ken and i was like oh let me have it and i'm like i was going to a work party and a work party was down at the dock, the loading dock behind them and i went to a brewery and then i walked around the corner to this big space where my work party was at and i had it and i was like this is phenomenal this is awesome 
and they rec- and they remembered me from it and everything and they keep in contact with me but i'm just like this is a phenomenon when i saw that i'm like are they getting rid of the beer itself i don't think and, so i think so it's just, just something making a hard so they're experimenting with that but is it the same name no um it is i have it on my desk here is it, it rise and shine and rising grind yeah rising grind is the hard coffee Oh, okay. So I, I just saw it. I was like, oh, they're getting rid of it. You know, so I, I don't know. But, it, like, they don't have that standout beer yet. Like, Bright's good. You know, right. um, you know Pursuit's good. You know, mm-hmm. some of their other stuff's good. But I don't see their beer ever on draft anywhere. So is it is it from a sales? Are they just happy canning and selling out of the brewery and a little distro? But And then going to Brewfest? But they're not out there. Like there's a hundred breweries you have to compete with. And you're one of the pioneers. I say the top 20 is the pioneers right. that have been around there. The back East, the relics. Um, they're very proud of their Stamford heritage, Hooker, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. That, like, I don't know if that means anything for this, but just like they're, and that is fine. That is great. But they're very proud of like, not only like Fairfield, but like Stamford, <laughs> which, is, and, which is perfectly fine. But, also, the worst craft beer market is the next yeah. town over towards New York and the next town and the next town. Greenwich and all of them don't drink craft beer. They drink Bud, Bud Light, Mick Ultra, you know, all that beer. They don't drink craft beer, so you're in a bad market. That's why, like, Lock City, they make good beer, but they're in a bad market for craft beer. You go to Norwalk, tons of craft beer. You go to right. Westport, not much craft beer. And then you start going to Fairfield, a little bit more. Then you go up a little bit more, then Orange, then New Haven County, boom, all craft beer. Right. Then, you, then you have a demographic you can pick and choose if you want to go to a hole in the wall or a craft beer bar. You know? Right. All right, so I've been trying to search through your Instagram. I still don't know what these two breweries are. <laughs> I, uh, that's hilarious. I've been peering for like a good 10 minutes. I still have zero clue what these two are. Oh, man. I don't even know where it would be found. Would it be on your Facebook? Like... I went back to 2014. I went back into the archives, man. Why would I post something? I post it to CG Bridgers all the time. Yeah. Ah, I, I got to look back in CT beer drinkers. Well, think, okay. One is oh. a very disliked brewery that everyone dislikes. Ooh. See, this, this is a trap question because you're going to make me does? say something that could be wrong. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to say anything. Everyone's just screaming at you. Everyone knows because I publicly will say it. I won't. I, I don't publicly say it anymore. I publicly say it, but I don't publicly say it, and that's fine. They, I, I really don't care. Um, the other one, make your beer. The one that makes good beer, make their beer. Whatever. They're just they they just rub me the wrong way when they first open, and that's fine. They rubbed the Connecticut brew scene the wrong way when they first opened, and I was like, okay, that's fine. They and they were a very popular brewery. They probably still are a very popular brewery, but it just for me, I didn't. I don't like their how they did business with people and other breweries in this state. And I, I this state helps each other. There was times when Back East needed grain and Nebco gave them grain, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, well, when, oh, when can we pay you? Oh, well, when you come pick it up, just br- drop us off a few cases of Back East Porter. We love it, and then just pay us back whatever." Blackhawk, same thing. They help each other out. This brewery didn't help anybody out. And I'm just like, I'm good. That's fine. And I've drinking their beer drank their beer and the beer's fine. So uh I'm gonna I'm literally gonna do a control F on the 
can I get beer drinkers page? <laughs> He's so determined. See, this is here's hilarious. the thing. I am. Tom, super... are you re- are you enjoying this? Are you enjoying watching him suffer? Yeah, I really yeah. hope you're having a good time here. <laughs> okay, I really hope that a everyone's yelling at me, being like, "Wow, it's this brewery." This is overtime. I mean, uh, <sighs> this is great. Damn it! I literally don't know. You just want content. You just want. You just want a. Uh... I'm a content king. I know what I'm doing, man. Okay. <laughs> he's a co- now he's a content king. Oh, content the first time king. I've ever heard him say that, Tom. You just want you just want that headline like Tom M trashes yes. breweries, and they're like, yes. and it's and it's like when people post stuff on Facebook, and it's like, oh my god, this happened. Like that happened six years ago. Why is this new? <laughs> it's always good to bring it back. I mean, like like people post. <laughs> R.I.P. Phil Collins when he died ten years ago. Phil Collins died. Thank you. Way to play into you. that, Jeff. He's a pretty good pro. <laughs> Damn. Well, um, he's a good sidekick since you never let him talk. Uh, yeah. I mean, kinda. I bide my time. See, Jeff can can kind of like get his way in, so I I can just keep talking, and Jeff be like, okay, fine, like just. I'm going to step in here now and do I'm my fine. thing. I'm fine. I, listen, I, I enjoy listening. I don't need to take over the conversation. I had all these lists of questions in my head. And, Tom, in your one, in your one story, you answered all of them without me having to ask a thing. So That's, that's what happened to me when I did uh, the Full Pours Radio. Literally, it was a homebrew day. And it was them. It was Bill and Pat talking about yeast. And I'm sitting there like <laughs> – I'm like, okay. And they're just nerding out. And I'm like, all right, hold on, hold on. Since we just lost half your listeners that listen to when you're doing a brewery, let's bring them back. And I literally sat there and I just said, okay. And I took over the podcast and started asking all the questions. And at the end of the podcast, Pat goes, you literally asked everything that I was going to bring up. But I go, well, yeah, because you guys are just talking into like nerd, you're nerding out, but you're not you're not putting in contests. Like, let's break it down for the newcomer that doesn't know anything about yeast and right. me and let's bring them in. And then you could slowly build up where the nerds can go, Oh, they get the, what they need. And then what the novice can get what they need with the basics, you know? True. Right. Uh, we, Tom, you and I, I think first met in person on the heavy drinking podcast. Didn't we? Yes. I mean, both of you in person. Right. Yes. Okay. So yep. that was a great, how did you get in contact with those? How did that relationship develop? Cause mm. they, you, you apparently have known them for a while. Yes. This is the filler. This is good, Jeff. Good job. I yes. got you. You're filling while he's researching and struggling. He's I still playing. don't fucking know. I'm still pissed. If I'm still really pissed. This guy's poor, it's like that sweats pouring on his face, dripping down like that movie scene. It's like the hacker that's got 30 seconds left, you know, and if he doesn't hit enter at the end of 30 seconds, the world destroyed, you know, just because um, Tyler's suffering doesn't mean we need to have dead air. I got this. Exactly. Thank you. See, good, good sidekick. Good job. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Um, uh, heavy drinkers. I um, knew Jay. I've known Jay Crum uh, for a while from Voracious, um, the Quarter Tavern, and stuff like that. So we bumped into each other. I forgot where. And he's like, oh, I'm doing this podcast. You should really be on. I think it was at Blind Beer Awards. And I was like, sure, whatever. Contact me. And um, uh, they contacted me. Well, like, would you be on? I'm like, sure. Yeah, I'll come on down. I'll do mm-hmm. the heavy drinkers. And again, I didn't listen to anything. I didn't want to know what they did and what their format set up with us. And I just kind of started 
I went down there and it was a great time. We had a fun time, drank some beers, talked about what's going on closer to free. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I started just, they would randomly post a number and I would just like, this was fun. So I randomly call in and I would randomly call in when I was out and sometimes I was a little buzzed. Sometimes I wasn't buzzed at all and pretended I was super, but the one time they thought I was super drunk, I literally played it up super hard that I was wasted. And they still to this day think I was wasted. And I'm (laughs) like, and I was on the phone for a good 20 minutes outside of Eli Cannon's. And they thought I was like literally was there like Tom don't drive home and I'm like ah! and I'm like I'm just playing it up but I'm a good actor when I can be. So there's other <laughs> times that I was like legit buzzed and I was like no nope, I'm just yeah. you know I'm calling I'm like yeah Clem from Two Roads is here and oh my god you know and I'm like right yeah maybe I listen back and I go yeah I had one too many drinks there is OEC one of them no damn it you idiot I was god so. Damn it. Close, dude. I thought I cracked it, dude. How do you know you're close? How can you be close if you don't know the answer? I don't know. I gotta make sours and I hate them now. Yes, that's literally why. Okay, I'm gonna end this. We're going into another 40 minutes. I'm figuring this out, dude. Now I'm way too focused. You gotta do. You gotta like a do two parter because for two hours it's gonna be tough for one person to listen. If you do two parters week to week, you can do this. I might do that honestly. Okay, I'm gonna end this really quick. Okay, we'll we'll, jump back in. We'll be right back. And we're back. And Still he guesses you loser. That. Sorry. Uh, is one of the <laughs> Connecticut Valley Brewing Company because your lowest rated beer on Untapped is maybe from one, that place or someone else? Is it? Uh, yeah, Trailblazer, New England IPA. Oh no, it- Chit! No, Trailblazer doesn't count. Trailblazer does not count. Tri- you're close. I'll give you a hit. Okay, give me a hint. Like, cool. like geographically close or stylistically close? Okay, I just gave you a huge hit, and now everyone's throwing tomatoes at both of you. Is it me? Hang- I'm is not it, pretending like I know. Hanging ever. Hills? That's the only thing I could think of. No. Damn no. Uh, Hanging Hills, I, you know, whether what they said or not, I've been good friends with everyone at Hanging Hills. You know, they're trying to reopen at a smaller system. They are doing yeah. contract brewing at... Um, Thimble Island. Is it Thimble? I thought it was Stony. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So they're Thimble doing Island. that. I think they're going to open up, reopen a smaller system. But uh, so geographically, know, I'm close. You said. But Tra- Trailblazer also was one of those beers that was so inconsistent in the beginning of the New England style airface. Trailblazer was considered what it was called. You know, it was literally some days it tastes like pepper, some days it was amazing, some days it would burn your throat, some days it would literally be just a yeast cake you're just drinking. Some days they put flour in it, you know, it's, it's it, to make it look hazy. The thing know? I think of is City Steam. No, City Steam's been around forever. I know. Yeah, You're just going to go through all 110 breweries. I could. Should I go get my passport? I'll just list them out. I could. Oh, and this is, we're back. Part 14 <laughs> with Tom M. We're going to split them into three parts, and the third part is just going to be me. Just People are up. just paying you to stop. Like, yeah. this is a great idea. <laughs> hey. We keep Tom M on all the time. We're hey, making I'm- money. Yeah, yeah, I'm still making money. I don't care. Damn, I literally don't know. Wait, what was the question? I've totally lost like so where we came from. So there's two for those who who have zoned out and zoned back in. So there's two breweries. I initially asked, has anyone ever kind of rejected the whole like Tom M Stout season? Like, you know, we don't want to associate oh, with you. So let's bring that back. Every brewery has rejected me that they don't associate with me. <laughs> 
and it's a joke, I think. Okay. But, okay. So but there's yeah, no. There's, there's just two, two, yeah. There's the only two, two that that you. Yeah, I'll be honest that I just don't associate with, and I will never will. They can apologize. They don't have to apologize to me. I. Like, that's fine. The actually one one of the breweries. I actually am friends with the brewer. And he's done podcasts before and said my name. And I'm like, wow, I'm surprised you're still working there after saying my name. So, is it no worries? It's on your hat. Is it right in front of my yes, face? Yes, it's in front of your face. <laughs> yes. I just Me, say it. Bill and Kevin don't associate with That's why we haven't released the beer we made together there. Yeah, so. Tom's Tears, still waiting to have it. You said it was going to be. Still, I'll be right back, year. guys. I'll be right back. There's a stink bug in the house, and uh, my girlfriend wants me to kill it. Otherwise, right. this won't be a thing. Don't, so don't, right think, don't think I won't break focus. Okay. <laughs> you keep is, going. Is it Shabin? I, I fucking don't know. Shabin, you have a ton from Shabin. I'm just literally going through your Why untap. are you going through my untap with Shabin? Like, like I'm, just to see what I hated. No, I'm not gonna publicly like. I've looked through Facebook. I've looked through Instagram. I've looked through. On you tap. just gotta know the history. I don't know the history. Well, that's okay. So that's part of it too. So, as of like this time last year, like we really knew nothing compared to what we know now. It's still like very little. So like we're still meeting like a lot of the like breweries and brewers and there's just still things that we're like learning as we go and just like this is true because you guys haven't been to many breweries and you haven't been to many places and it, that's fine i mean you can't be you know you can't be a, a drunk like me and literally hit three to four breweries in one day like on my birthday i went to 13 jesus christ and i was very upset i only went to 13 that's a lot well it was for it was it was a a, a bet well, not a bet. It was always a thing um, that me and my buddy who passed away, Ed, um, he passed away at Brain Did Jeff. you get it yet? No. Sorry, I was getting all, like, serious down. You yeah, said, way to go, no, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, he was going, right, yeah, right. God. So this loser get it yet or what? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, no, um, it was me and uh, we'd go back and forth. And I posted on CG Beer Drinkers over the years, like, how many breweries could you physically go to in one day? Mm -hmm. um and ed was uh, a big guy that would be always first in line it would be me and him first in line of bottle bottle shares bottle releases um he would be literally the first person in almost every brewery um support every brewery his name's on the walls and unfortunately he passed away last year um mm -hmm. of brain cancer uh he oh, had a brain geez. tumor and stuff like that and he was a big supporter of us during the whole closer to free thing and um it came out of nowhere. He posted it on Facebook. He was going to uh, Griffin hospital. And I was like, what? And we did, um, he was a big person that was part of a relic bottle share. And, uh, he, um, he, he relic did an event for him. Um, where I want to say 15 breweries just donated tons of beer. Like, here mm. you go. Like stubborn beauty bottled donated bottles of singularity. They're 14% Imperial Stout. And they and Steph was just like seven bucks everything. And I was like, oh, it's on draft. And she just gives me a bottle. I'm like, are you fucking serious? And I drank like three 10% stouts for seven bucks that day. And I was like, what the fuck? <sighs> and Ed was day. there. And um, they raised like $5,000 to help with his medical bills and stuff, everything like that. And he lost wow. a lot of weight. And we made a blanket of all Connecticut beer shirts. And my shirt was included in one of them. That's awesome. I love yes. that. And I like that idea. And he passed away two weeks later. 
And it, I, I have a funny feeling that he, he said everything was fine. He was getting better. And I just have a funny feeling because his family made it a private ceremony where none of us could visit it. And I have a funny feeling he knew he, his time was up. And that was kind of his way to say goodbye to everyone. And it yeah. sucked. I was just dropping off beer at Alvarium for Stouts and Sours. And I dropped off the beer and I'm talking to Kate. And she walks away. She's about to get some raffle like tickets and this and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my Bill Stein, he texts me and he just said Ed passed away. And I literally lost it. I lost it in the middle of Alvarium. And I still do. And it just sucks. And he's, you know, he's a good friend of mine and he's a great guy. And his birthday is a week after mine. Mm-hmm. So mine's in September. So I had the day off and I was like, fuck it. His birthday is a week later. I'm like, I'm going to do it for his birthday. So we always met, we always went back and forth. We're the two biggest guys that go to breweries, a ton of them. <laughs> we never go to one a day. We go to like four. Well, like how many can you physically go in one day? And it was like nine or 10. And this is a few years ago. And I mapped out 35 that day. But there are rules. There was rules. Rule, so, okay. What are the rules there, here? There's rules. The first rule of brewery hopping is you don't talk about brewery hopping. Um, <laughs> I didn't talk about it. Tyler, did you talk about it? I didn't say shit. I'm still trying to look up which one, which two breweries that he doesn't want to associate you with. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so so um, there was a YouTube video. Oh, God. I have to rewatch it years ago of a gentleman that um, I want to say eight, nine years ago. The guys is like, how many Starbucks? Can you hit all the Starbucks in Manhattan in a 24-hour period? That's and, tough. Yeah, there was at that time there was 124, and he had to map out like which ones were open 24/7, which was open, and the only rule was he had to buy something and have a receipt to show per like proof of purchase that he was went to every one. Right. So he went around and biked some, walked to some, taxi right? Like, it's Manhattan. It's like, how do you get from point A to point B, you know? He started at ones that started at midnight, were up at 24-7, then he started hitting up the ones that opened early and stuff like that. I can't remember, this is so long ago, I can't remember if he hit them all, but he hit, like, a lot. So I right. said, all right, so that's my rule. Where do I, um, where do I start? No cheating. Um, and I have to purchase one beer from everything. Now, I was going to like a flight beer. Yeah, if I was really doing it, I wasn't really trying to like go nuts. Like, all right, I'm here, down, go to the next brewery. At least enjoy it if there's some people. And this was the day of uh, big, small state, big, what is the vet up in Hartford? Uh, oh, yeah, small, small state. Um, uh, small state, big something. Small state, yeah. big beer something. Yeah, and it's always been bad, but this year was really good. So I was like, oh, good. I'm not going to bump into anyone I know because there was Brewfest there. There's another Brewfest somewhere else. I'm like, this is great. Still bumped into a ton of people. Um, and I started at Back East. The funny thing is because they had the beer, their barley wine called Big Eddie. So I was like, all right, I got to have that first. So I started out with a 14% barley wine. Good start. At 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, God. And then I ended up going to Hooker Colt and Jess Beer Me joined me. Uh, mm-hmm on that yep. and then i was like oh she's like yeah come on down i'm like okay these are the rules we gotta be fast and then ryan about four breweries later ryan particularly uh, joined me at relic with us and then it just started to slow down um so i ended up going to technically 12 breweries in one cidery i went to alvarium twice um i went to alvarium and then i just late night just hanging out with them for my birthday but That's yeah, awesome. it was 13 breweries, but I'm like, I literally planned out like 35 and I was supposed to go around the horn, 
to like, uh, you know, um, Relic down to then go to cross the way to Lasting, then like Black Hog and Brassworks, and then down to New England, then back up through Wallingford to like No Worries and Counterweight, and then Front Porch to Cidery, then back out to like Stubborn Beauty and Forest City and Spoken Spy, and then back down nine and get all the way down to like Little House and then make the turn, like hit mile, 30 mile and all the breweries down there and like somewhere. And, and then if Brantford was still open around seven, eight o'clock, hit all the Brantford ones and end at probably um, Stony Creek because they close at like 11, 12. And that would have been like 35 breweries in one day. But literally, and I would have to do like done, done, done. So yeah. I'm, I'm picturing like an Indiana Jones map where the, like the red line just goes like boom, boom, boom. All right, Pretty so much. <laughs> I had uh, my two updated guesses were going to be Stony Creek and Bad Sons, but I, you said Stony Creek, so probably not correct. Uh, Stony Creek, no. Stony Creek, uh, Stony Creek, I don't dislike Sto- – well, eh, I don't dislike Stony Creek. <laughs> I, I mean, I understand what they're doing, and I understand why they let go of Jamal and they let go of Andy. I understand it's a money reason. I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Jamal is a great guy, but you know what? Jamal works for New England Brewing Company now, and Andy oh, and Andy's part of Dockside. So they for two great breweries. Um, so I'm happy for both of them. Um, I actually applied to be their first taproom manager for Stony Creek and was denied, which is fine because I have a great job at Trader Joe's and I love it. Um, you know, but Stony Creek's a great venue and a great scenery. The beers yep. are good, nothing crazy. Uh, Stony right. Joe is probably one of my favorites. Um, they're Same. Jay, their brewer. I don't know if he's a head brewer now since Andy left, but Jay, the brewery makes some excellent dark beers. He made a great Porter, great raspberry Porter. Um, they make some great like bad sons. Another, per, another place I applied for not bad sons though. Uh, Mark who owns bad sons, uh, back in, when I was working in my twenties, Mark owned SBC Southport brewing company. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first brew pub that was out there. Right. So they were looking for a general uh, assistant general manager for their Milford location. Um, and I applied that I actually got to interview with Mark uh, and they ended up going some within house, but I interviewed with Mark 15 years before. No, oh God, I was 26. So I met him. Yeah. So like 12 years after. And I told him that story when I busted in on the heavy drinkers podcast, when Johnny and Mark were there and off air, I told him that story. He's like, you're shit me. Right. And I'm like, Nope. <laughs> I met you and your brother and I interviewed in Shelton where you're home. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. So I interviewed that. It's a small world in the restaurant business, but no. Yeah. And I yeah. was just at bad sons Friday, uh, hanging out on their patio and, you know, social distancing and drinking, you know? Sure. I literally don't know. I mean, like there's some I can like throw out. I, I don't know. There's like something you haven't named off and I, <laughs> this is great, either very infuriating content or amazing content. So <laughs> I don't know about that second one, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, you know what? I'm going to give up. I'm going to have to look it up on my own unless you tell me. I literally don't know. You're not going to tell me, are you, Tom? Uh, I mean, you could have mentioned it. You could have not mentioned it. That's literally the only two options, though. So maybe say why. Okay, so why don't you associate with these two? And then I'll, I'll get off the topic. Okay, so 
since everyone else is listening except you two don't know, so they already know. Everyone knows it's listening. If they have listened. This is the worst, <laughs> man. This is the worst this is, this ever. Is, we're going to do like a mini series because it's, you know, we're going to do a mini series podcast with part four, part five, part six, you know. Yeah. And da, 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 it's the mystery. Like, what is it? And everyone's like, it's one of those movies that everyone sees. It's like a horror movie. Everyone knows the ending except the the white girl running up. Don't run up the stairs. Oh, no. You're white die. girl, man. Oh, this no, sucks. Tyler. You're He's a white in. girl. He's in the closet. So Don't go in the closet. And they're yelling at the screen. And they're like, <laughs> what the hell is this bitch doing? You know? And it's you. Um, the first one... <laughs> I don't associate with because I've basically me and a few other people are the reason, quote unquote, why are they are not successful. I am one of the reasons why they are kept down and they're not successful. How so? They're just uh, because I put their name out there apparently, and I talk bad about them all the time, and that's why they're not successful. And I go, if I have that much power, wow, that's amazing. I don't have that much power. I don't, I'm not an influencer. I don't have any power. No, no influencing. No, 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 but, no. Yeah, exactly. The second one was uh, there was with another brewery, uh, a name. Uh, the brewery had a copyrighted name, and that brewery refused to change. The one I disliked refused to change its name because they said it was a name they've had forever. And Connecticut breweries do not put cease and desist on other Connecticut breweries. And when you have to, after you personally talk to them and go up to them and go and do everything you do and try to do the fair thing. And then when you have to get a lawyer involved, they go, you're not there to help each other out. You're a competitor and Connecticut breweries are not competitors with each other. I don't, you could talk to any Connecticut brewery. They will help each other out. Beard, Aaron and precious will help everyone out. People down at Fox farm will help out people down. Oh, at yeah. You know, there's no, maybe there's a little ill will between everything. Hell look at Dickie. Dickie went to Alvarium and he still goes and supports Kingsman. Uh, you know, they, everyone, it's everyone, it doesn't, everyone's going to move around to everyone. They have to improve. Like maybe Dickie wanted more and Kingsman's not giving him more, but Alvarium is, but they still go and they did a collab beer together and they do this and they do that. It's, it's, there's no ill will. It's just like they, everyone wants to see better and everyone wants to grow. They have their, and they're making their money. It's not like, oh, you're going to leave here. Oh, fuck you guys. No, if you leave on bad terms, sure. But other than that, the breweries don't hate each other. No one hates everyone. Wants, no, I everyone know. loves drinking. We, and, we, and we felt that too with just entering this like a, uh, just over a year ago too. Where we, we feel that with the breweries. We felt that with the beer personalities that are we find on instagram the other podcasts everyone just like dude we're all just here to for the same fucking thing whatever it is it doesn't matter how you approach your outlet or what do you use it for we're all here for the same thing and everyone's just super supportive that yeah. i'm happy because i don't know if i have the stamina to do something like this if there was like this toxic compet like overly competitive environment i don't know if i would be very like i'd be into doing this and being a part of it so I'm really no. glad that coming into it, it was super uh, arms open. It's super welcoming. And it's, yeah. it's funny. That's why I've always told you guys, like, go out and just reach out and have fun. And like these, these, these breweries love doing stuff like that because it's, it's, yeah. it helps to get their name out there at a different – it's in, in this social media venue and a different fan base. Yeah, granted, a lot of these podcasts have the same um, fan bases. Yeah. Uh, but they're all different podcasts. If you look at full 
full, when full pours did their uh, podcast, they were more of the home brewer type and then they would throw a brewery in there and then it would do more home brewer technical stuff, geeky beer, geeky stuff. But then they would throw, okay, we're going to interview this brewery. Um, heavy drinkers is not very technical at all. Like yeah. Jay knows his stuff is home brewing, but yeah. the other three guys are just, they would just talk about what's going. Beer was the, not the focal point beer. They would drink craft beer, talk about the beer, but then talk about what the stories in the world today. And then they would just talk about anything. And then they had their adult adult. I was going to say adult and adult. Stuff. And then adult. it was just, it was just adult. basically their podcast is four guys sitting at a bar, bullshitting, drinking good beer, talking about the beer, and then talking about whatever comes to their mind. That's their podcast. You guys are going around talking to different breweries, getting to know them. What's their story? Yeah. What's their origin? What's this? What's that? So we do interviews and reviews. That's where, that's kind of where we found our niche. Exactly. Yeah. And it's all, it, that's where you guys fit in. Now, granted, you're going to find the same base of people. The majority are going to listen, but then you're going to find other people that don't listen to the other two, but listen to you or people right. just want to listen to the people that drunk and make fun of things, but don't want to really listen to you. Cause they really don't care about their stories about the breweries. It's like, you've heard one story about a brewery and it started off. I was a great home brewer. And one guy said that my beer was the best beer in the world. I said, I do this for a living. And oh, you know, oh and, you know, I've had this dream my whole entire life and I'm only 22 and I've dreamed about opening a brewery. Oh, and that's the third brewery I don't like. Um, but I don't, it's not the people. It's just, they make really shitty beer. Um, and that's the third hint. And most you of your audience can't. has got it. I don't like, it's not, I don't can't like the people. Do we like just, that, Tom. Make, I'm on the face. I'm on the Connecticut. They make the worst beer in this state. It's so objective, though. It's so objective. It's so objective. Because it, it, we might guess it, but we like, but we like it. We don't even. Know I also it. can't like. I if you say that, I also can't be like, oh, it's this, because then I'm handcuffed. Because it's like if you're saying they make the worst beer, I'm saying something that I think makes it worst beer, and then boom. Now you know why I'm a dick. And now I, you know why I could say whatever I want, but you want to be media and be friends with everyone. So guess well, what? Uh, so I'm, so here's, I'm being friends with everyone, but I'm not I, selling beer or trying to get someone to do I my like podcast. Be, I don't mind being friends with everyone, but like, I'm still waiting for the day where someone's like, fuck 1056. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I just cannot wait because. Yeah, I mean, you guys don't do, I mean, you, you're, if, we're pretty middle of the road like you yeah. don't want no honestly it's like it's not i mean dude johnny from Almada was gonna make a shirt saying fuck tom m on it and he still had to do it i don't know why he didn't do it but he's like can i make it i'm like as long as you sell for charity you got my permission i really don't care let's have fun with this it's yeah. all about having fun and then like like i said yeah. easier playing a heel so i play we, uh, online and just have fun with it and like you guys you don't like you guys are doing media you guys are doing a podcast you want people to do it it's not to start controversy i don't purposely no. start controversy i'm just having fun because when people see me at bars and they talk to me they they literally in years ago they're like you're really not a dick and i go that's the whole point it's having <laughs> are you having fun are you laughing oh my god what you said the other day was so funny i can't believe you said it that's it. We got close once. It, it, as close as we're ever going to get to like uh, maybe slightly. I'm, t I'm trying to belittle this because it really wasn't a big deal. Butting heads. And that was when we reviewed Hanging Hills. And oh, I, yeah. went, I went off on the, the can art of the can that the beer that we reviewed. Um, cashmere. It was, mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh. 
and yeah, I, didn't, was I didn't casually... i didn't like the, i didn't like the photograph of a camel slapped on the front of it i just that's what i thought it was and i didn't I, it didn't do anything for me so since that was part of like our thing is where I, we talk about the can design i just was like i the beer's pretty good but i just don't like the camel and i just made my opinion known and they actually messaged us <laughs> yeah and they were like how the dare camel. you beseech our camel and i was like what that's <laughs> like what i couldn't tell if they were i'm assuming they were joking no. Even if they weren't, like what, it's not what, a big. What time? What time of day? What time of day was it when they messaged uh, you? It, the sun know. had gone down. It was like uh, at night. Okay. I love Joe to death, but. So like I, so I was like, okay, cool. I, I didn't, I didn't take it personally. It was. Yeah, no, I don't either. And I hope they also, didn't either because I wasn't trying to. But also, like to your point, I mean, like the people who stir shit, like they create a name for themselves. And, like, I, we're pretty easygoing, likable people. So, like, we're not going to do it immediately. But the fact that, like, two episodes in, a brewery was like, how dare you, like, talk about the camel that way? And we were like, we don't give a fuck if it's, like, made from some cashmere-style hop. The camel doesn't make any fucking sense. So, like, it, like, and then they kind of, like, were just like, okay, like, we had this, like, beef. We're like, oh, are we, we're in this now. It okay, was, cool. like, barely a beef. Yeah, it, was it was nothing. I, I just, I kind of just... Because we're, I'm trying to, it's a podcast. It was like a, a slider. It wasn't like a beef, full beef patty. It was like a little mini. Right, yeah, right. But, but because we're kind of, sort of trying to do a show, I'm trying to keep the energy up. So it came off as like I was really hounding the can design. But <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just, I, we're reviewing it. We review can design. I didn't like it. I like the beer. And I never, I never make any of our reviews personal. I never make them personal. I just keep it objective. I, I be honest. I'll try to find the positives if, if they're... If there's more negatives, positives, I will note the positives, and that's that's all that turned out to be. It was just really weird because that was us in the beginning, not really used to that. You're gonna piss people off doing this, no matter what you say, because people take everything. It's a, this is passion, and I mean, if they're passionate about the product, they're gonna get upset. And honestly, like I, I've become friends with these people, and I'm good friends with a lot of them, and they're they're lovely people, and you know, I would hang out with them outside their brewery any time of the week. But if they make something bad, I'm going to tell them straight out. I'm like, honestly, it's not for me. And I mean, I'm not saying it's not for anybody. It could be if people drink it and it's great, sure. or whatever, that's fine. And I'm going to tell them straight out because I'm like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, this is amazing. And I'm thinking inside, I'm like, because that's not being <laughs> honest. Because it, if you're honest to someone and they can take the critique and feedback, and this is coming from management, restaurants, Trader Joe's and stuff, give honest feedback because they're never going to learn. Um, if you don't tell them honestly how you feel in constructive, not like, dude, this beer fucking sucks. What the fuck are you doing? It blows and never tell them why or what or how. Then yeah. I don't want to listen to that person. That's why I have to see the beer drinkers. They're like, no, this is a trade poor. So annoying. So annoying. We, we don't want to be that. We, we definitely just try to make it just like a conversation. Exactly. And that doesn't help anyone improve. And if mm-hmm. you tell, if you go, Hey, you have a sip of the beer and be like, Hey, so I like what you did here, but this doesn't work here, or that doesn't work there, or this taste is off here. Do you taste it? I don't know if I'm tasting it. And then, like, so I did a beer. There was a beer we did on uh, part one of the Heavy Jerkers, like, stout season part, and it was from um, uh, Aspicuck Brew Labs. It was their Boston Cream Pie beer. And I had it on draft. Great. Amazing. Awesome. It was a Boston Green Pie with coffee. It was really good. 
and I was started collecting all these beers and it's probably six months later and I don't have a fridge big enough to store all these beers. So it's a stout, but my apartment's room temperature and we opened it up and everyone was like, Oh, that's like pepper jalapeno. And I tasted it. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> that's not good. So I, and it was like literally, and was it, if it's, it was a jalapeno stout, boom would have nailed it. It was perfect. Uh, it was awesome cream pie. So we're like, what the fuck? So I literally went down and I went down to Fairfield Craft Brew House. Uh, not Fairfield Craft Brew House. Wow. Um, Aspenuck Brew Labs. Is that one of the ones? No. Shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I went down there and I was wondering if he still had it on draft. He had it in cans, but I knew we keep it refrigerated. So I, like, I cracked it and I was like, okay, this is sweeter, but it's got that little pepper taste to it and i was like all right so i messaged him and, and i'm like hey this is what i got we did it on the podcast sorry it's if you ever listened to it it, it came out bad I, and i taste it and he was like yeah i use coffee and over time the coffee will get more of a green coffee flavor um and you know and next time i'll have to change it up the recipe so it doesn't when it ages maybe use less coffee so more of the boss cream pie pie uh um, flavor comes out more, you know, thanks for the feedback, whatever. And I was like, there you go. It's constructive. I didn't want other people to taste it in the market and be like, this doesn't taste like Boston pie. Maybe you should pull it, you know, something yeah. like that. Maybe he hasn't yeah. had it in a while because you're not going to just start tasting beers, you know, but it constructive criticism. He took it and be like, all right, thank you very much. So he knew, you know, and, and that's what it is. Other people like on CD beer drinkers, they just want to be this, this, Oh fuck this beer! Fuck this brewery! Oh my god, this sucks! This sucks! This sucks! And then they're like, yep. everyone just shit on them, and they go, "Look, I got 210 comments on this, and I started." Hey, you want to talk about you know kids at breweries? That's the best way to get banned out of CD beer drinkers now. But it's also ones that are stopped five to six hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, five to six hundred comments in the you know in the thread because people are so passionate about it. And yeah, absolutely. The time what it is, it's calmed down a lot. Probably the past few months. Even though people are home, it's calmed down a lot, a little controversial uh, stuff, and they've policed it a little bit more. But, you know, it's, it's not helpful. Yeah, I, a lot of the breweries are in there, and a lot of the brewers are in there, and a lot of the owners are in there seeing it, but it's, it doesn't help them grow as a business no. to make better beer. Yeah. We try to, we try to, we, we tell ourselves that our, our reviews are for those that go to a brewery, look at the menu and want to kind of stay away from they might not want an ipa so yeah. we try to we try to review those odder beers those weirder maybe weirder ones the ones that wouldn't people that aren't the best sellers and like give you our impressions on those so maybe if you listen to the podcast or if you're interested then you you get that and you then go to those places and look for those and you'll know if it's for you or not that's that's kind of what how we target our reviews more than anything else. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine. And I mean, you know, I always say not every beer is for everyone. Like I watch Absolutely. people, like you see the untap, and you'll see a lot of people joke about it. You're like, oh, this sour tastes horrible. I hate sours. Zero right stars. Back. Yeah. Well, if you hate sours, don't rate it. If you look right. at my untapped. Most IPAs, unless I, I'm like blown away about it, I don't rate it all. Right. Because there's no point. I don't like the style. So why rate it and say I hate it? No, granted, exactly. I'm going to give my opinion because I understand what an IPA tastes like, what a New England style IPA tastes like, what a West Coast, whatever the style is. And I'm like, yeah, you nailed the style. You nailed the flavor. 
trying to learn the hops. Oh, okay, I can taste this hop. I can taste that hop. That's great. But I don't like it, so I'm not like, eh, two and a half stars. It's interesting because that will even work in the opposite way for me. I'm not a fan of sours. I really – I. I've said it on this podcast a shit ton. I just I don't really like sours. I haven't had one that I I, I want to enjoy a full one. I might mm. enjoy a sip or two, but like if you give me a can, if you give me a whole glass, I'm not going to really enjoy it. But if yeah. you, if I have a I've had sours before that they did something different, a, a different about the flavor where it I I really did enjoy it a lot. Then you actually get in my mind like a few extra points than you normally would because you ch- you you pushed through that that preconceived notion that i don't like sours you made me like one and yeah. for me like if i'm rating on untapped i might i might be like you know what it's not a 375 it's a four because you did that you know to me that's how i kind of like think about it of course because you, you, you push that either. boundary and there's people that go on there and rate bud five stars you know and it's it's yeah. fine but it's it, it's not like there's sours out there and i'm not really big sours but i've chased more sours than most sour people that like sours out there and I sure. know the difference between an OEC sour and the ones that are fruited sour and a kettle sour and those ones that are literally like drinking jam that are freaking amazing, you know? Yeah. And they give you heartburn all the same way after about <laughs> three or four bottles where you need the bottle of Tums next to you, you know? But that's fine. But I'm never going to rate a sour unless I'm just literally take a sip and I go, what the fuck is this? Oh my God, I have to find more of this, this time. Right. And I'm like, then I'll rate it. I'm like, yeah, five stars. This blew my mind because I loved it and I don't like this style, you know? So, yeah. and to, to wrap it up, what I wanted to say, so- We're first, not going to do part 45? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're definitely, I love your idea, actually. So it, it is going to be two parts. This will be, be two episodes. <laughs> um, I still have to figure it out. I'm going to figure out the two breweries. I'm going to contact some of the big CT- brewer fans and see because i'm not going to figure this out on air which is fine i'm not mad i'm not mad i'm mad at you but that's fine we won't um, talk about that. but in, in any case uh i'm very excited that tom we were just able to kind of sit down with you and sort of pick your brain and actually like figure out where this came from where it's going where it's been um like i said you're, you're probably the nicest heel on social media and you're just an overall just really nice guy who does really great things for the beer community and just for a new podcast like us just new people on the beer scene um it's really cool to be able to sit down with you and and kind of learn and so we've been really excited to interview you it's been at the top of our list to interview you specifically um and we got two episodes out of it, so thanks. And we got two episodes of <laughs> content for days. So editing this is going to be fun. No, I'm and kidding. You lost, um, and you lost 70% of your viewer or your yeah, listeners. Well, that's and, like, ah, whatever. That's like we'll get two people, so, you know, whatever. Hey, no, let's I'm just kidding. put it this way. I We got two parts out of this, and the Connecticut Guild only got one long podcast. Ooh. Oh. I had to sneak that in at the yep. very end. Well, I did, because... Technically, I was supposed to do your podcast the day before with them, and then it was Ryan from CD Beer Drinker's birthday, yep, and I was like, yep. "Oh fuck, I can't step, you know, step." Yeah. Up. So I yeah, went that, there, and then they did your podcast the next day. So yeah. And but, then, uh, <laughs> in any case, Tom, I you know I, I look forward to having us all be together post COVID, um, whenever this whenever. craziness ends. I don't know when, but 
Um, we are looking forward to it and um, we appreciate you coming on yes. and for spending your thank night you. with us. I know you had just coming off work. So honestly do appreciate it. And yeah, thank you for having me. And I have to be at work in uh, seven hours. So, well, there. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, that's, but that's my fault. I talk too much. So, well, <laughs> you said it, not me. I'm just agreeing. And uh, there you go. But uh, in all <laughs> no honesty, way. And I'll say, uh, you know, follow Tom. Uh, do you want to see your Instagram? We don't have to if you don't want to. No, everyone, it's it's not. It's my own personal Instagram where I post everything. It's just Cool Beans 316. Most people know about it. If you see me on CT Beer Drinkers, it's, you know, Tom M. Uh, that's who I am on Facebook. Um, and that's it. I mean, I just post on those two, uh, you know, forms of uh, social media. Um, and that's it, you know charity closer to free more things are coming in the work uh i have more tree shirt ideas but like right now with everyone money a little tight you know i don't want to uh push people towards closer to free uh right now uh the race is still in september it is now a virtual ride unfortunately because uh, they are not doing it for covid um which is kind of sad because it is a fun ride um and it's a great uh we'll probably have over two thousand riders total this year if if it was going on uh, and our team, our goal, well, my personal goal was a half a million dollars this year. But when you can't run events, you can't do anything. So, you know, we'll raise as much money as we can. Um, but, you know, go out. Um, if you do go out, tip your bartenders well. Tip your bar, uh, your bar people mm -hmm. that are probably becoming servers right now because they can't be a bartender. Uh, go out, support your local bar, uh, buy mixed drinks to go uh, because they could do that now. So a lot of talented bartenders and the drink mixed drinks that you do love in New Haven, up in Hartford, up in Glastonbury, up in Norwalk, Stanford areas. These talented bartenders are now could package their uh, signature drinks and you could drink them at home. Uh, so support them, tip them well because they've been out for two months and they need all of the, if you can afford it, do it. Uh, support your local restaurants. Uh, if they do their own delivery, use them don't use uh grub hub or uh uber eats because they take too much money from them uh and just try to help each other i mean it's a rough world out there it's getting rougher day by day unfortunately and yeah. we have to all be there for each other and hopefully we can uh we can support each other and be there for each other and get through this bullshit that we're all going through <laughs> sure but uh yeah thank you so much tom uh thanks Jeff, tom do you want to lead it out well, I'll lead it out, and I want to remind everybody at home that no matter what you think, it is always stout season. And if you think it's not, you're wrong, so shut up. Damn right. Preach on. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Can I get a hallelujah? <laughs> hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> and can I get a woman, too? <laughs> <laughs>